procreate it particularly is just it it's professional quality. Like, I mean, it's not like these other apps aren't, but like I can create work that I know I can print out and I can like, it's just, it's deceptively simple. It's very, very powerful. You can do a lot with the app. Art Supply Posse, it's Kim here. Today I bring you an interview with Brooke Glaser. She creates illustrations, patterns and lettering via Procreate. In this interview she shares with us a little bit about being a surface designer as well as why she also likes creating with watercolour. I do hope you enjoy this interview with Brooke. Today I have an interview with uh, Brooke Glazer and um, thank you so much Brooke for taking time out of your schedule to have a chat with us today. Um, can you tell the posse please who is Brooke Glazer? Well thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be with you guys today. Um, my name is Brooke Glazer and I'm an illustrator and I also teach online art classes. So as far as the illustration side goes my biggest client is like a cloth diaper company, and I do the designs that go on the diapers. I do greeting cards. Some people who know what I do would call it surface design. Um, but yeah, I make a lot of cute, fun, sweet art. That's an interesting term I don't hear very often, surface design. Yeah, so surface design is kind of like... Um, you make things, you make, you make illustrations that go on products. So mm -hmm. like if you were to see a backpack, like if there's designs on that, or like if you see like a, a notebook, like if you do back to school shopping with your kids, like you're going to see a lot of different designs on the notebooks that would be considered surface design. A lot of people will do that with like home decor and shower curtains and stuff like that. So it, it's a, a really, um, big field but like a lot of people don't really know what surface design is so it's not usually how I like to leave the conversation no and that's but. fair enough it's not a term I'd actually heard but now you say that now you point that out it makes perfect sense and there's art all over the everywhere. world it's everywhere. everywhere yes I had never considered it before <laughs> I'll probably now go everywhere and everything I see will be oh that's done by a surface designer <laughs> that, that's there's an artist behind that yeah exactly oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, you, you do create uh, some of your art with watercolour. Can you tell us a little bit about um, what it is about watercolour that you enjoy? And, and has it always been the only type of media you've used, like traditional media, or was there something else before you found watercolour? So I think, man, I think I probably just used everything, you know, like um, – I used to use a lot of acrylic painting. I used to uh, do teaching of acrylic painting classes. Um, but like professionally, I started using watercolors because they're so much more portable. I can take them anywhere. It's a lot easier to clean up and set up. Um, it's just very convenient. Mm -hmm. But as far as like 
traditional media in general, like I love the textures that you get with watercolor, like acrylic is great, don't get me wrong. And so is marker and sort like all kinds of different mediums. But watercolor just kind of has like this magical quality that like you put the water down and you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just going to work with what happens. And it almost always <laughs> looks good. And there's nothing like that, that feeling of like physically painting, you know? Mm. Yeah, definitely. You you also create a lot of your work digitally um, on the iPad. Can you share a little bit about that with us? Like, were you before the iPad come along? Was digital art something you'd at all considered or played with, or was it the iPad came out and then suddenly there was this interesting thing that that you know you could use and and create art with? Yeah, so. To be honest, the iPad has changed everything for me. Like the iPad is like a total game changer. But before the iPad, like I definitely was working digitally and I I used Photoshop a lot. And what I would say about that is it was very difficult for me to draw in Photoshop. So what would end up happening is that I would be painting something or painting little bits and pieces, bringing it into Photoshop and removing the background and adding details or, you know, editing it or changing the colors or doing whatever with it digitally. Um, but it wasn't so much that I was drawing in Photoshop. If Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It sounds like a lot of hard work. <laughs> <laughs> well, and at the time, you know, like it was like, wow, I can do so much with my art, you know, using Photoshop. This is amazing. You know, like I, I can... Um, you know, I can create the base layer, like, let's say that I create like a swan, and then I want to add the feathers on top of there, but I'm afraid that I'm gonna mess it up, or I want to try a couple of different feathers, you know, mm-hmm. um, I could paint the base layer, bring it into Photoshop, and then uh, use tracing paper and, and, and paint the feather layers on there and, and bring it into Photoshop and try out, you know, two different kinds of, of feather shapes. So it, it was amazing at the time. But it was just a lot more work. <laughs> the, That's all. The I, iPad is a complete change. <laughs> yeah. um, so you you use Pro- Procreate on your iPad. Um, yes. And can you share a little bit about Procreate with with us? For I, I myself haven't used it. I have a different app, but I'm I'm thinking I might head to actually trying out Procreate. Can you share with us a little bit about like what makes it so fantastic? Why is it so easy to use or is it all encompassing? Is it just everything or is it, yeah. Um, I think, okay, so I think that any app that you use on the iPad is awesome because the iPad is flexible. You can use it anywhere. You don't have to clean anything up. You don't have any elaborate setups. It's just like, you know, you don't have to have like a big desk with everything ready to go. You can just sit on the couch and open it up and start drawing. And that's the most important thing. Um, Procreate particularly is just, it. it's professional quality. Like, I mean, it's not like these other apps aren't, but like I can create work that I know I can print out and I can, like, it's just it's deceptively simple. It's very, very powerful. You can do a lot with the app. Um, it doesn't crash. Um, it, or if it does, it doesn't crash that often. They're always updating it and adding new awesome features. Um, and those updates are free. It's just a really, I think 
I think that Procreate is going to be around for the long haul. I don't think it's going to be like just like a, a gimmicky little app. So for me, I got it when it was like seven bucks. I think it's 10 bucks now. Mm-hmm. And like, I've been using it for like all of my work for the last probably three years. Yeah. Almost, almost everything I do now is in Procreate. Yeah. So, and I suppose because you do sometimes hear some people go, oh, you know, I have to pay for this app. Well, of course, because one, yeah. there's people behind it that, that created it and it'd be wonderful if we lived in a world where we, we all work for free, but that doesn't really happen. Like realistically, you can't go to the supermarket and just walk out with whatever it is you want to take. So realistically, apps shouldn't be any different. But for some people, they do, you know, have that thing of, gosh, I have to pay for this. Oh man, I am, I am so on that page. Like (laughs) I don't pay for anything that I don't have to, like, I wouldn't want to pay for like, no, I I don't want to, I don't pay for any other apps. Um, what, what I would say about that is that, um, Procreate has way better brushes than, um, any of the free apps. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just works a lot better. Um, I, I really like, I, I don't think it's, I think it's worth every single penny, even, I don't know, like, would it be worth it if you're not working professionally? I think so. I mean, I, it, you know, it also creates like these time-lapse videos and those are both super fun to watch, but like, they're great for like, if you want to post things on social media, people love seeing your process. Mm. It's, it's, it's a really, really powerful tool and you can print the artwork. You can yeah, I don't know. I, I I totally hear you on not wanting to pay for or and not you, but like anybody on not wanting to yeah, pay for yeah, apps because yeah, yeah. yes. you already paid a lot for the whole iPad itself. So, oh well, that's right. And I mean, if you if you look at it on a cost per use, even if you only use that app once a week, you know, if you're not a professional artist, but you think I'd actually like to improve my drawing, and I know I need to do that by actually practice 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 because at the end of the day that's how we get better and if you choose to do it digitally via the ipad even if you only use it once a week that's what you've forgone for the ten dollars or whatever it costs wherever you live whatever country you forgo a few cups of coffee or or you know something like that and you've got this thing at your fingertips any time of the day or night you know you wake up during the night you're not sleeping grab your ipad get the app and yeah start you know, it's, it is one of those and, things. And you also have to think about like the cost of art supplies in general. Like, you oh, know, yeah. like this oh, is yeah. the cost of like a one sketchbook, you know, uh-huh. of, of yep. watercolor paper. Like that's right. And, yeah. And this has all of the colors you could ever want. <laughs> <laughs> lots yeah. and lots of brushes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So are you creating, like, are you creating everything in the ipad or sorry in the app or do we do you still do some you know watercolor and then bring that to the ipad and go from there or how how is your process so i i do a mix of both mostly what i do now is on the ipad um just because it is so convenient and so easy but you know, especially when the iPad was new to me, that was like super energizing. It was like a new tool. And I think there's nothing quite as exciting as playing around with new supplies. Mm. So I think for me, like sometimes when I need kind of like a creative reboot and just like to feel refreshed and, and, and new, I do like to go back to my physical paints and like, I've got some markers and I've got some watercolors and and I like to actually draw and paint with those 
because that's the one thing you can get some awesome textures digitally, but like it never happens as fast or as realistically as it does when you're painting physically. So I do, I definitely do use both mediums. Yeah. And is that like, are there any downsides to digital art or is it all, is it all great? <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, obviously it's a big improvement from when you were saying about using um, Photoshop because that was great, but also the downside was perhaps it's a lot more time consuming. Does digital art have downsides at all or is it just realistically all positive? Because at the end of the day you could just delete a lot. And it doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like throwing something away, I guess. You just delete it and you'll never see it. It's yeah. in the wastebasket. Yep. Um, I would say that um, the biggest downside currently is creating those natural looking textures. Like it just, it's a lot more work. You can do it, but it's, it's not, it, to me, it doesn't feel quite as fun as, as it does when you're painting in watercolor. Um, but, you know, hopefully they'll get better brushes and engines for that in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like as a professional artist, like I'm drawing quite a lot and a lot of times I miss physically working because it's very meditative and it's very enjoyable. And, and while I really enjoy drawing on the iPad, it's not the same and it doesn't, it doesn't always access that part of my brain that feels like super like, like, you know, it feels good to get messy and and to play with your materials. And I'd say that would probably be like the, the biggest downside. Yeah. Yeah. So you also, aside from being an illustrator, you, as you mentioned, you're also a teacher. Um, can you share with us about your, your teaching, what you do? Do you, is it all online only or do we, do you have teaching available in person as such? What can you share a little bit, bit with that um, process with us? Yeah, so right now um, I'm just teaching online. I have taught in person um, quite a bit, but I'm I'm not doing any of that right now. I used to teach. Um, I don't know. You probably won't know this because you're in Australia, but there in in America there are these um, places called uh, like uh, paint and drink kind of places. They're they're starting to pop up in Australia now, yeah. and everybody sit, yeah. comes and they you can drink and you're painting all the same thing. So even if you've never painted before, like you totally can get in the, you'll, you'll walk away with something that looks relatively good. Um, and I, and I used to teach a lot. I've worked for like five of those different companies. Um, even, even when I was in Australia, I worked for one. Um, but now it's just online. Um, so I teach on Skillshare and I teach a class on, on Procreate, which is the uh, app that we're talking about, um, just like an intro to how to use Procreate. And then I also teach a class on Skillshare about how to combine watercolor and like physical watercolor and Procreate. And then I also teach another class that is about um, combining Photoshop and watercolors. And that's a, a, a really in-depth course. And that's um, on my website. It sounds um, it sounds quite interesting. So, so do you actually still use Photoshop at all, or is that just it's a skill you have, so you're sharing it with others, but you don't really do it anymore? Um, no, I definitely still use Photoshop quite a bit. Um, Photoshop, it's like hmm, 
It's like using a mechanical pencil or using a really big fat crayon. So like, <laughs> like you can get really, really detailed and get very exact and, and change things very specifically with Photoshop. And Procreate is pretty good and you can do a lot of really great stuff with it, but it is not, um, it's definitely not a replacement for Photoshop. Um, you can make do. I'm, I'm a big fan of, of using the tools that you have. Um, you can make do with Procreate and do pretty much everything that you need to do. I make finished complete artwork in Procreate, yeah. but I often still use um, Photoshop, especially like if I'm doing um, pattern work. So like we were talking about like doing like a design that would end up on like on a backpack or like on a skirt or something, you want to put that into like a, a repeating pattern. And I find that significantly easier to do in Photoshop. Yeah, okay. Do you, talking of of these sorts of things, is there something you, like, just love to draw? Like, do you love creating patterns or, or um, you know, is there something that you are just drawn to, to doing or do you just love just everything in general? I love drawing animals. I love drawing animals. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm getting more into characters in general, but I like drawing like a lot of people like drawing flowers. I don't really like drawing flowers, but I like drawing like leaves and like, mm -hmm. like foliage and botanical mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Those are, those are some of my favorite things to draw. Is there any, so other than flowers, is there anything else you don't like to draw? <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably like super technical things. Like, I, don't, I probably wouldn't want to like, I wouldn't want to draw an architectural house, but yeah. I, I, I could draw like a funky looking house, kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. like a little gnome house or something. Yeah. 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 Why not? Why not? <laughs> I really, I like doing like stuff that like would look good in like children's books and stuff like that. Yeah. I just really like cute, fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. It, it, it puts a smile on your face. I think it's, it's, it's yeah, really I just want to make happy things. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly right. Yeah. We need, we need lots of happy things. I think it's good. Yes. <laughs> we need a lot of happy things right now. Yeah. yeah we certainly do. <laughs> um, so we, we sort of touched on a little bit uh, about the work that you do for companies. Can you, can you share a little bit, a little bit about that process? Like let's say um, somebody new to you, someone you haven't worked with, a company wanted a new pattern for, for a backpack or a new design for a children's backpack, let's say. Sort of how does that process go? Do they, do they say to you, we want it to be this colour and we want it to have this thing on it or is it more of a process whereby we go, look, we've got no idea or we only have a vague idea but we trust in you as the artist? How, how does that process work? Right. Um so it, it can go both ways depending on the company. Like some companies are very clear on exactly what they're looking for. And they'll just ask you like, Hey, do you have anything in this theme? We think that this theme is going to be popular um, in the upcoming year. And we want something like this, or they might even um, commission you to be like, Hey, here's some examples of like the kind of work that we're wanting to do. We want to see your take on it. Um, sometimes they'll, have like a color theme that they're working on and sometimes they won't. And sometimes um, I will approach them and be like, Hey, this is what I have. I think this would work really great for the product that you're making. 
do you want to use this? <laughs> so, um, but either way, once, once you get into the process of like, yeah, let's use this piece of artwork, there's usually a little bit of back and forth. Um, sometimes they have like an in-house uh, staff that's going to take care of all of the details of like, oh, we want to change this thing or these colors and they'll take care of it. Um, but oftentimes uh, I'll be doing that. And so they'll be like, you know, we don't like those eyes. Can you change the eyes on those bears? And I'll be like, <laughs> okay, I guess so. <laughs> and, um, you know, or we'll, you know, a lot of times do different colorways. So like if you have ever been in a shop and maybe seen like um, a dress that has like a couple of different, um, it's the same print, but it's different colors. Mm-hmm. Um, some companies will do different colorways, but a lot of times they'll, they'll like to see like, you know, Oh, maybe this color scheme would work better or, or this color scheme will work better. Um, and so, you know, this is why digital working digitally can be so convenient because it's much easier to change the background color of something. Um, if it's on its own layer, than if you have to like, you know, recut that cut it out if it was like a a watercolor sheet you'd have to cut that out or or erase it somehow and repaint it you know so it's a lot more it's a win for digital yeah oh yeah definitely so is is a lot of it the pattern design as such is it also trend based like is it are you are they is it predicting trends or just going with current trends or or do you you just steer away from that and you just create whatever you're wanting to create or is it a bit of both Um, there is definitely like companies want things that are trendy and Mm -hmm. they definitely sometimes, you know, things it's like, okay, they, 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 they think they know what's, what's going to be trendy. But I have to say that having been in this business for a while, like it's kind of astonishing how much the trends are set by illustrators, like artists, like, like you and me, like, like people in general, like people if if you see another illustrator painting swans and you're super inspired by those swans and so you paint your own swans and then somebody else starts doing that like the trends oftentimes start with the illustrators themselves like being inspired by each other and and or like all deciding that they want to paint something <laughs> just by chance mm-hmm. so i I enjoy creating things that are trendy that I wouldn't normally um, create, but I also don't stress about that. Like I also know that like what I'm creating can also oftentimes become trendy. And also I think that people, people are really attracted to the things that you enjoy making the most because when you enjoy creating something you are creating something that is more detailed. You get like way more, you know, more of you into it. And you can, you can just see the passion that comes out of creating something that you really like. And I think that somehow translates to better artwork and people can tell. So if anybody's worried about only having to create trendy artwork, just make what you like making. Don't stress about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so, Getting back to, well, we know you love Procreate, so that's probably your, I would assume that's your favourite digital tool. Would that be right? Or Yeah, is, for sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So what about 
because we all like to hear about favourites and, and, and really good things. What about in terms of traditional, like when you are using watercolour, what's what's your preferred, do you have a preferred brand for paper or paint or brushes or is it just you grab whatever or what's, well, how do you, how, what is your loves? What is your favourites? Um, I have been playing with gouache a lot and I mm-hmm. really like playing with gouache. I don't know that I have a, a favourite brand, um, but I I really like working with it wet. It's it's really cool. You can kind of layer it on top of each other. Um, yeah, and, and I don't, you know, I like to experiment. So I tend to get really, um, I, I just get cheap materials and I just play with those because I don't want to worry about like messing something up. So I'm not getting like super high quality um, watercolor paper or anything like that. Um, but I can't, I can't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how much I, I don't have like specific brands or anything that I'm attached to. <laughs> I think sometimes it's possibly better to not, especially when you're saying about just experimenting because then it doesn't matter if it's only Yeah, if I mess it up, I mess it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the world won't end if, if it's not right. Like, <laughs> I won't have like invested so much that I'm afraid to, <laughs> to use to it. And so it's yeah, it sits there with nothing in it or maybe one one piece of artwork and it's like, I can't do any more because I might, yeah, no, I might ruin it. No. <laughs> yeah. I will, I will say though, um, so um, I can, I can talk a little bit about my, my favorite tools as far as digital goes um, <laughs> beyond just the app. Like I, I love Procreate, but um, one thing that a lot of people, <laughs> so I have, a, I have an iPad Pro um, mm-hmm. because it's awesome and it's big yes. and I, I like creating on as big of a screen as I can. Um, and I use the Apple pencil, but um, I have a grip that goes on my Apple pencil. Ooh, yes. um, and I never thought that I would care about that. I, I saw them and I was like, Oh, those are so ugly. Why would somebody <laughs> want one of those? <laughs> but, but it's so good for my hand. Um, I, I gripped my pencil really, really tightly. And, and I do this while I'm like, painting and drawing as well Mm -hmm. and and the grip on it I my grip is it's called the ergo plus um it like it makes me hold the pen in a more ergonomic way and it kind of cushions it yeah so that's really cool and um I also use a screen protector I'm not a huge fan of the screen protector but like I only mention it because I know a lot of people are like super in love with the screen protectors because they say that it changes the experience of drawing on the iPad for them because it feels more like physical paper and it kind of does it kind of creates kind of like a sort of like a scratchy surface so it just I don't know scratchy is not the right word but it does it creates a little bit more of a, a drag yeah so it feels kind of different yeah okay and is that just any screen uh, screen protector or is it a particular type so I, I was I was gifted a um tech armor one and i think it's just their matte tech armor one um but i also have heard a lot of people talk about paper like but i haven't i haven't used that one so i don't know how that one is okay so maybe maybe i would like it more if it was paper like yeah (laughs) maybe the brand yeah possibly yeah true Um, (laughs) maybe i've got the wrong one i need to i need to listen to the next iPad artist on the podcast and find out what their favorite tools yes, are. Exactly. <laughs> See, we all like to hear about other people's favorites because it's exactly. The best yeah, I know. We can just go on and on. <laughs> yeah, word of mouth is the best. I think, really, like 
it just gives you yeah you can hear in someone's in voice the passion or the you know for something they like or their distaste for something that's just not right it's like <laughs> yeah 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 I won't I won't go into the iPad apps that I wanted to be good but were disappointed me so much oh, oh. <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast I think <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh dear <laughs> Um, so, so finally, what advice could you offer to someone? They've sat, they've sat down, they've listened to to our interview, and they've thought, you know what? I've got an iPad Pro. I haven't actually used it for creating art, but I would like to. Can Can you suggest to someone where that what they should do, where they should start? I mean, I would just I, have fun. Don't be stressed out about it because I feel like a lot of people who have never used digital art for the first time have a lot of fear and, and trepidation around it. And, you know, just think of it as like, you know, just play it. This is like your cheap art materials. It doesn't cost you anything. You don't have to show it to anybody. Just play around. Try as all the different brushes, just make a bunch of marks, start finding the ones that you like. Um, just have fun because that's when you're going to create your your best art and the art that you like it's all about enjoying yourself anyway like if if you're not going to enjoy yourself what's the point of it mm. um but as far as like technical advice um or like like practical advice i would really recommend making your canvases 300 dpi and if you're using Procreate, you will be able to create a custom canvas and it will you'll see the, the DPI or the resolution on that screen um, and and measure it so that you can print it out if you want to later. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is I know that like sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm just going to make a sketch. And then I don't have like a, a like a, a canvas that's like going to be able to be printed later. And then I don't have the pressure of I'm going to make artwork that I'm going to use and then I love the artwork, but it's too small to print. <laughs> so just make all of your canvases large enough that you can print them and then you never have to worry about that. <laughs> just make that your default and then there's no stress. If you fall in love with something, then you can print it out. And I think that's important yeah. too, especially with and digital art, is printing it so you can look at it and see it and share it in yes, real life. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, because you never you never know when you're going to want to do that, and you can always share. Like you can always make it smaller and share it online super easily. Um, but it's a lot. It, it doesn't really work the other way around. And then, just because like I can't stop talking, I'll just give you one more one more tip: is that um, first of all, just have fun and play around. But then um, use layers because once you start using layers, you're going to start to see the power of digital art. Um, so like if you have like, you know, the, the background of, um, I'm trying to think of a good example, like, like if you have a butterfly and you draw the background of the butterfly, create a new layer. And then on, on top of that, start adding the details of the butterfly so that if you want to change something, you don't have to erase everything. And that's where like digital art really gets, uh, it's, it's power. Cause you can, it's a lot more flexible. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Well, thank you very much, Brooke, for, again, taking time out today um, for the interview. I think people were going to really enjoy this one. Um, I do ask if listeners have the time, can you please uh, perhaps um, comment on this episode or give us a review in iTunes as well or wherever you uh, get your, your podcast from? 
um, that does make a big difference. Uh, and thank you again for, for listening. Thank you, Brooke. Thank you. Hi again, Posse. If you would like to hear more from Brooke, head over to patreon.com forward slash art supply posse where you can sign up and become a patron to Art Supply Posse. You'll get exclusive podcasts only for our patrons and uh, depending on what level you subscribe to, there are other little goodies available as well. Brooke and I chatted uh, further about becoming a full-time creative and it was a really interesting discussion because she has done it and uh, has done it incredibly successfully. I know you will appreciate her advice. Uh, It's certainly given me a lot to think about. Don't forget to tweet at us or say hi over on Instagram. We do love hearing from you all. If you'd like us to interview an artist that you know and love or perhaps you want us to investigate a style of art or something else entirely, do let us know by email or Twitter, of course, or Instagram if that's your preference. But by email you'll get us at hello at artsupplyposse.com. Or if you've got a moment, head over to iTunes to leave us a review, please, because reviews help get us known in the iTunes world. And we do want to reach more of you. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you.